Welcome back to season 11, episode 27 of the Digital Orthopedics Podcast, where we bring you the extraordinary lectures from the Doctors of Experience 2023 held in San Francisco in May of the same year. I'm Dr. Stefan Obini. I'm a professor of orthopedic surgery at the University of California, San Francisco, where I'm also a chief innovation officer. I will be your host for this podcast. In our next episode, we will hear from Nader Sami and TJ Rock. They're rock stars when it comes to revenue cycle of the future, leveraging AI, machine learning, and robotic process automation to improve revenue cycle management. Welcome Nader Sami and TJ Rock to the DocSF stage. Our next speaker is gonna have 15 minutes with you as well. They're two individuals, two people I've shared some time with, Nader Sami and TJ Rock who should be in a rock band. I mean, I hope you have a rock band. Nadir is the CEO and TJ is the CIO. They're gonna be discussing issues that are very close to their work, which is the revenue cycle of the future. And of course we have to say leveraging AI and robotics and ML, but I think technically they are experienced in this area and they fundamentally tried to understand it enough to explain it to us in lay terms. Fastest growing revenue cycle management company and obviously aware, Nadil's been around since 2000 working on this area and now is expressing it in a company that he is part of. Please welcome the two of them and let's have them have a conversation with you about that. Thank you, Mohan, appreciate it. So we got intros from Mohan, so we'll leave it at that given the 15 minutes. Just kind of quickly here, just so you kind of understand our perspective and what we see in the revenue cycle arena. We have about 1,100 surgical clients, ASCs and surgical practices around the country. We've collected over about $10 billion for our clients and submitted about 25 million charts that we've coded. So, you know, we have significant data, significant information. We see what's kind of happening around the country as we're in, I think, 48 states. Right now, and TJ, who is our CIO, will talk. He's got an IT department of 70 people in our organization. We have about 1,500 people, and 40 people on his team are focused on automation, software development, and such. So we're all relevant to the, these couple of days in discussion. I'm just going to spend a second. I don't know how much people in this audience understand about Revenue Cycle, but it's, I just want to level set it so that as we explain what's happening from an automation perspective. So really, kind of start, there's so managed care contract negotiations, front-end services, which would be everything from scheduling, registration, pre-auth, insurance verification types of functions. Then next, the medical coding process, the submission of claims, the creation of the submission of, and then the management of the accounting functions of the healthcare claim. And then the AR appeals process, denial management, et cetera. And then everything related to the patient as it relates to their claim as well. And then finally, how you pull it all together from a reporting and analytics perspective. So all of those pieces are all relevant to the discussion today. So the challenge or problem facing revenue cycle has historically been and still today is very labor intensive business. So it requires a lot of people in your back office to get work done, to get your claims out the door, to manage the money that you need to manage, to generate the cash flow you need to keep your practice, your ASC healthy. So with any labor intensive process and where there's human beings doing work, the only certainty you have is that there will be human error in the process. And so there's recent studies that show $200 billion of money left on the table by healthcare providers on an annual basis. We see it every single day. We audit groups across the country, the amount of dollars left on the table through, and it's by design, payers are quite impressive in 
their techniques and tactics that they have put up and the obstacles they've put up that make it difficult to collect on those dollars. So the more that you can do with technology, the more you can automate and reduce the human element is really important. And the world is moving very aggressively in that direction. But just a couple examples on the types of impact that what could cause dollars to be left on the table like that. So think about, you know, you're doing a total knee and your payer contract requires it to be pre auth and someone makes a mistake and they pre auth the wrong thing or they don't pre auth it. Now you had a $15,000 payment that you could have received that you're not going to get. You spent $4,000 plus on your implant that you've spent hard dollars out and you're not going to get it and the payer's not going to budge on that. Same thing, insurance verification. You make a mistake with that, and, you know, get a human being, hourly employee, back office, makes a mistake. You've left significant dollars on the table. Denial management, as you guys know, the only industry where you provide a service, but you didn't properly bill somebody on time and you lose the ability to invoice them later. So you submit a claim, it gets denied. You might have 90 days to properly submit your appeal. And if you don't do it, then now it's a timely appeal issue and you've lost your right to those dollars. So there's a reason why, again, the industry set up that way and why big dollars are being left on the table. So again, back to the point, just kind of setting the stage for the importance of technology and automation and machine learning, RPA and AI in this space. So I'm gonna kind of jump ahead here, but we all know labor challenges over the last couple of years, high costs, high turnover, all of those types of issues are creating problems. And so the more that you can, again, invest in and focus on technology that will help you is significant. So there have been technologies that have evolved over the years that have helped with this process. For example, submission of claims. There's a way to automate that, which we would do and we do. Your ERAs come in, you can auto post payments, claims auto statusing. That's newer in the last few years, five years maybe, where we had done studies where 30 to 40% of the time of our staff with spent status and claims. You're going out online, checking Blue Cross Blue Shield United, you know, what's the status of the claim coming in, posting a note. So you can now automate that where you can have these bots and the bots go out to those sites, pull the information, automatically put it in, put it in your system. Now you've taken that work away and automated it. So those are some things that have definitely helped the industry evolve. But now we're at that stage where, again, ML, RPA, and AI is really starting to emerge in a big way. And with that, I am going to turn it over to TJ, who's going to dive into more depth on all of this. Thank you, Nader. Okay, I'm not going to bore everyone with defining this right now, but we will talk about RPA for a quick second. What I'll say is I thought when I got the National Medical eight years ago, it would take me 12 to 18 months to solve all of the problems, and then I would move on to something else. I vastly underestimated how complicated revenue cycle is. It's highly repetitive work that also requires a tremendous amount of knowledge. And that's why these emerging technologies are going to be game changers. So we'll come to some other AI-driven technologies in a second. But for those who aren't aware, RPA is just the ability to automate manual processes with software. That's a real simple way of putting it. But because it's such a manual process, you need this piece. As everyone's aware, there's massive interoperability issues in healthcare. They have different systems. They have different kinds of data. RPA is the fastest way to bridge those gaps without people having to invest too much in their technology. NLP, pretty straightforward. This is just a computer's ability to either understand, interpret, or write in a language that we can understand. And so then we're going to talk about something that I think a lot of folks might be aware of, computer-assisted coding. So this uses natural language and machine learning. The idea here 
is after the ML gets trained in by a certified medical coder, the ML should start being able to accurately predict or code the charts themselves, usually in a supervised manner. So it's more reading an op note and then suggesting codes, and then a certified medical coder will approve or disapprove of its coding, and then that goes back and trains the data set in the hopes that in the future, other op notes can be coded faster by the computer-assisted coding. Coders, we work in an industry where coders are a little hard to find. A lot of them are aging out. So this is something that has to be automated. And from what we've seen in the space, it's really close. So I don't know if it solves the problem completely yet, but I think it will very soon. There's a lot of vendors offering solutions. They all have different strengths and weaknesses, but it's something to definitely keep an eye on. Okay, this is when it starts getting really cool. So we talked about the RPA, right? That's a quick ability to automate a manual process. One of the limitations with RPA as it stands alone is systems change. They get updates, a login button might move, or a connection methodology might change. If you have machine learning in the background of the RPA, then you can actually have the RPA report back the error it's having to the machine learning, which should help auto-correct the error it's having in its automation. So put a different way, if the RPA is supposed to say, post charges in this system and then submit a claim, and then the vendor of your practice management system makes a massive update. You still have to invest time with a pure RPA solution for an engineer to go in and retrain the RPA. There are technologies now that have married these two solutions very successfully so that when the RPA breaks, the machine learning allows it to relearn its automation without human intervention. This is actually a massive leap, and this is going to make it a lot easier, especially the more systems you have to integrate with for you to automate a lot of these processes. Okay, so this is another one that's very cool. Conversation analytics. So two other areas in RevCycle that are very important. AR reps talking to payers and patient account reps talking to patients. We would love to think that every AR rep and every patient account rep says all of the right things all of the time and has a good outcome, but that's just simply not the case. There are several technologies, and a lot of them aren't even healthcare specific. There are several vendors that are solving this problem, and it's very impressive what it does. Converts the entire conversation to text for machine learning to then evaluate the call, provide a disposition of the call, and even coach the rep in real time while they're on the phone. So if the machine learning is starting to assume that, say, the patient is upset, then these technologies will politely make suggestions to your rep to maybe change the subject or use different language. It's an excellent auditing tool and it's an excellent real-time training tool, but it also just gives you a nice fast way to see the performance of your patient account reps instead of hoping and assuming they're not saying anything that you wouldn't want them to say to your patients. And having listened to a few recorded calls, there are definitely things patient account reps can say you don't want them saying to your patients. Okay, so generative AI is just AI that can create something new from the data it has read about. And I'm going to show a real obvious example here in a minute that everybody's probably very well aware of. Okay, so voice RPA. This is very new, and there are vendors out there demoing right now, and it's very impressive. Voice RPA is a bot that sounds like a person that calls the payer and fights with the payer to overturn a denial. It's amazing. 
I haven't seen it at scale yet. So I'm seeing small snippets of it being successful. So I can't say we can deploy it tomorrow and you don't have to hire an AR rep ever again. But it's working. It's real. And we'll see how successful it gets. But it's very neat. So, okay. I'm actually asked for a show of hands on this one. Who has heard of ChatGPT? Right. Okay. I figured. Lots of different fun demos out there on the internet of people talking to ChatGPT, asking it to, you know, write a poem about baseball and the voice of Shakespeare. Lots of really cool stuff. The very first thing I did was get with a medical coder and started asking it revenue cycle questions. And we were actually really impressed with the answers. You can't just take it and run with it. It's not perfect. The coder had all sorts of suggestions for why this is pretty good advice, but not great. But considering this is in beta, it's brand new. None of us fully know the data set they fed this thing, but medical billing in the ASC space, that shocked us. So I'm just showing a couple of the questions that we asked it. Right, this is a question of, was the CPT for a rotator cuff repair? And it came back with 29827, I'm not a coder, 29827. And then it goes and gives all the context and qualifiers just to make sure you don't actually use it. Our coder liked it, gave multiple options, which I might not have brought them all in this screenshot. And then I think there was one more that we really liked. Okay, she asked it a trick question. So ask, how is a 10x procedure of the elbow coded? This is an unlisted procedure. And so that was something our coder was completely blown away by. Anyway, so that's kind of the last one. I also asked it to write me a 15-minute PowerPoint presentation about AI and RevCycle, but it didn't do it. Uh, so we had to do this one ourselves. Anyway, I thought this would be cool to end on because we've all heard of it. And even this has a practical application already in RevCycle. So that's about it. <clears throat> Thank you for listening to the Digital Orthopedist Podcast. If you find the talks as informative and topical as we do, please share them with your friends and leave us a nice review on your podcast player of choice. It would mean a lot to us if you did. <laughs>